Welcome to IU Health's Change Chats podcast, where we'll discuss navigating the people side of change with leaders and team members across the system. My name is Leah Lockich, and I serve as a project manager of organization effectiveness here at IU Health. I'll be meeting with teams across the organization to share how they're using change management tactics to move people through change initiatives. Thanks for listening. Right. Good afternoon again, everyone. This is Leah Lockich from the Organization Effectiveness Team at the Learning Institute. Thanks again for joining in our March Change Partner WebEx. Amidst this unique and uncertain and very busy season that we have all found ourselves in. So today's webinar will definitely make the most of your time. So thanks again for carving out these 45 minutes to come together and engage on a variety of change topics. First, we have to talk about the most pressing change that has impacted people from all over the world, and that is COVID-19. And from there, I'd like to keep you informed on some of the items our team is going to try to carry out some level of continuity, and we'll share some updates with you on that. In a similar vein, I'm going to share some tactics that our team is keeping at top of mind, uh, even in maybe especially in during times of real uncertainty and competing priorities happening in and out of IU Health. Finally, we're going to round out our agenda with a brief interview with a fellow change partner who has recently taken some excellent steps in incorporating change management into an initiative that she supports. We'll think through our agenda in these three main parts today to make the most of our time together. But before we dive into part one, I would like for you all, if you're able, to open up a separate tab or browser on um, your, uh, your computers or your cell phone. So we're going to try a different polling platform on today's call with Poll Everywhere. So again, go ahead and open up another tab on your browser or on your phone. And if you could visit the uh, pathway that's on our screen, pollev.com backslash change management abbreviated to MGMT155. Again, that's poll, P-O-L-L-E-V dot com slash change MGMT155. I know it's kind of like, a, it seems like a weird pathway, but it is legitimate, I promise. So I'll give everyone a second to go ahead and open up a new browser with the pathway on the screen here. And what I'd like to, to do is share a little bit about um, something that our team does. So at the start of every staff meeting, my leader, uh, Sarah Moore, she has each of us go around and share something that we are thankful for. Um, something that we're thankful for in general, that day, in that moment, just whatever we're feeling thankful for. And all year round, it has a way of really stopping us in our tracks in the hustle of the middle of our day and having us practice gratitude. And I can't think of a better time to practice gratitude than the season that we're in right now. So I'd like for you to all respond on that Poll Everywhere browser with what you are feeling thankful for, um, something you're feeling thankful for in the moment, um, whether that's a, an extra cup of coffee today or whether it's something bigger, um, please go ahead and if you're able to enter in your response for what you're feeling thankful for. I know I'm feeling thankful for this organization. 
Um, I'm feeling thankful for our frontline team members, leaders, and clinicians. Um, I'm seeing some results come in. So this is cool. We have it in a, in a word cloud here, and I'm seeing a lot of health. Yes, that's definitely something to, to be thankful for right now for those who are in good health in our family, our homes, um, the sun, yoga, good weather, chilly, um, Zoom. Yeah, I'm really thankful for Zoom and Teams um, as well. So thank you all for, um, for joining in on that practice and taking a moment to share what you're thankful for. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for the unique ways that you're working to support the areas that you're connected to. And we have change partners who are clinical and non-clinical, patient-facing, team member and leader-facing, and all of you are doing really incredible work uh, and meaningful work to keep things afloat in your respective areas. I'm thankful that you're carving out this 45 minutes to invest in yourself so that we can be the change partners that IU Health and that our communities need right now. So many of you may recognize this quote from our change partner SharePoint homepage. I've always thought it was a really fitting uh, quote for us as change partners in a highly matrixed organization, but I find it even more important um, right now. So it says, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. I know the work that each of us are taking part in has a ripple effect that's likely a lot bigger than we even realize. So I'm looking forward to sharing information with you today that I hope encourages you to put your change partner hat on um, in all that you're doing. Okay, so working in a healthcare setting, we face challenges from the COVID-19 pandemic that are very unique. The list I'll, I'll be walking through is never ending. I've captured a few items based on um, our landing page, the COVID-19 landing page on our team member portal. So these are things like ever-evolving information, um, changes in our testing resources and supply chain, uh, standardizing approaches to how we talk with patients and families, infection prevention protocols, impacts to our work arrangements and travel, visitor restrictions, patient privacy, um, impacts to travel and expenses, uh, limitations and changes to screening options, the demands that it takes on our clinicians to be in roles that require autonomous and independent thinking, and just generally varying impacts um, from role to role. And I'm sure you can think of many more to add to this list. And what it shows is that we're placed in an especially trying position as we're called upon to wear our change partner hats. However, we can call upon some key principles of change management that are particularly relevant at this time, and they can help us continue to be those change partners that IU Health needs right now, even if that looks different than we may have envisioned at the start of the year. So at a glance, we know that change, especially during a really high stress situation that we're in, is disruptive and it disrupts people's ability to process information. Now we learned in our three-day change partner program about the data that shows us how team members typically want to hear about, you know, implications that personally affect them from their direct leader. And they also typically want to hear about implications to the business from a senior leader or CEO level. And lastly, we know that some resistance 
can be expected, but it can also be overcome. Let's break that at a glance section down a little bit further. So under stress, people have difficulty hearing, understanding, and recalling information. One article from Bain and Company tells us that if we're called upon to carry out communications or messaging during a pandemic, try to be as concise and clear um, as you can. And wherever possible, uh, leverage graphics and visuals and anecdotes um, which helps people process and retain information better. As I mentioned in the previous slide, we learned that there are preferred senders of messages during times of change. So um, consider the ways that, that you can build trust with the audience that you may be asked to communicate with during this time. When I think about the level of transparency that I feel is taking place um, at our corporate communication level and, and by senior leaders, I am able to, to build trust more quickly as the receiver of a lot of this information. And lastly, we've all been navigating this feeling of a real loss of control right now, and we're just not able to operate how we usually do. So a natural response can come out as some pushback or some resistance. And ProSci has supplied us with a stockpile of resources on working through and mitigating resistance. And when we can anticipate it, when we can consider what it may look, sound, and feel like, we'll be better equipped to handle it gracefully in many cases. If you were able to check out the ProSci webinar last week, um, and if you weren't, we linked it in Teams if you want to go back and check it out, but this image may look familiar. Their chief innovation officer, Tim Creasy, described these three rings that come with pandemic-related change. So the first ring is that kind of personal response to COVID-19, isolating, social distancing, hand washing. The second ring is our organizational response to COVID-19, working virtually, empowering those we're connected to to engage virtually and rapid response, um, rapid resource deployment, which can look different from person to person depending on your role. And then that third ring are the changes that are specific to our organization and the changes that will shape us into our future state. These are things that are still evolving in, in our TBD. So as you can see, there are and there will be ad cart elements necessary to apply to each example within these three rings. So each of the personal impacts, the work impacts and the organization-wide impacts are going to have their own set of ADCAR elements that need to be applied to move successfully through the change at hand. So if we look at the second example in ring one, social distancing, um, what ADCAR elements do I need to have in place to successfully change to be a social distancer? So here, ProSight broke down an ADCAR-applied example to social distancing to demonstrate kind of how we as change partners can be applying ADCAR to all types of changes during this pandemic. So this example with social distancing, um, I don't know if any of you had a family member or if you yourself have struggled with social distancing, but when I saw this slide, it made me realize that, you know, maybe I should have applied some of these elements um, for my parents who have been slower to get on board with staying at home than I'd like. Um, but what it's getting at really is when we put on our ADCAR glasses, so to speak, we can look through any change with a lens of these five critical elements. 
and we can shape questions that those impacted need answered in order to move them through some of these changes that we're navigating. So the team members and the leaders need to know the answers to certain questions depending on the nature of the change that we're undergoing. And if we can help deliver them those messages along with other resources to answer questions that will build on awareness and desire and knowledge, ability and reinforcement, we will see those smoother transitions. So to close out some on the topic of navigating this uncharted territory, Harvard Business Review wrote an excellent article that provides a few key considerations for organizations to consider as they work through some of these changes. Now, maybe, you know, many of us are, are not, might not be able to apply all of these suggested considerations, but let's think about how we can scale or rescope the intent behind some of these suggestions to apply them to the work that you are being pulled in on. So things such as updating intelligence on a daily basis, being aware of hype cycles or news cycles, and using experts and forecasts very carefully. Really constantly reframing our own understanding of what's happening. Considering governance and bureaucracy. So there may be times when typically you would be able to uh, maybe move forward on something without uh, much governance in place, but is this a time where, where that changes and maybe there is a different level of um, things that folks need to be uh, looped in on or bounced off of in a different way? Uh, resilience principles. So this article talks about some of the ability to survive and thrive during these unpredictable, changing, and really potentially unfavorable events. So the article goes on to list a lot more about resiliency systems. And again, all of these articles that I'm referencing will be cited and sent out. So um, I encourage you to, to check them out to dig even deeper into leading during COVID-19. Preparing now for the next time that an unforeseen um, change takes place. Reflecting on, on what we've learned. So a continuous uh, spirit of, of continual learning. And ultimately preparing for a changed world and things looking different. Um, when we come out on the other side of this. And finally, the article went on to identify seven dimensions, as they call it, to consider when you're addressing um, a, a change during the pandemic. And again, we, not, we may not be in positions where we need to, to take into consideration all seven of these dimensions, things like balancing our efforts around communications with team member needs, with travel impacts, with remote work in, impacts, um, impacts to our supply chain, uh, business tra trafficking and forecasting. Uh, ultimately, um, I think we can all agree our hope is to be a part of the broader solution, whatever the, the change is that we may be pulled in on to support. So as our team works this week particularly to reflect, refresh and redeploy a package of change management tools that would be most helpful to leaders and team members who are impacted by the pandemic, we'd love to get your thoughts on what items you feel would be most valuable. So we'll go back to our Poll Everywhere browsers now, and we're gonna ask you to help us identify some kind of first string resources that come to mind that would be the most helpful for navigating change during COVID-19. So thinking through things like web-based modules, um, ad car resources, whether that's maybe checklists, are there things that come to mind 
uh, that, that you feel you yourself as change partners or the leaders or the team members you support could benefit from during this time. Um, again, we're trying to, to take some of the toolkit uh, resources that we have that are really robust and, uh, and narrow it down to first string resources that will be the, the most beneficial for our leaders and team members. So is resistance management something that, that you feel may be um, top of mind for, for the leaders and team members working through these changes? Seeing responses coming out, looks like checklists, um, would be helpful communications, definitely, um, okay, resistance management coming in. I've seen AdCar a couple times as well. Um, some web-based modules, great. Excited to share an update on those. Video updates, okay, that's helpful as well. Web-based virtual options, absolutely. We've, we've moved a lot of folks to virtual settings. Um, communications, again, helping people understand how to validate the resistance and expect the increased resistance. Yep, one sheet, quick bites, more on the role of the manager. Absolutely, the, the, our mid-level managers and supervisors are, are being asked of a lot right now. I see sponsor clarity, okay, that's great. So very helpful. So what's great about this pull everywhere function is we're able to capture this kind of crowdsourcing we're doing in real time right now, and that'll allow our team to go really quickly um, back to our toolkits and help curate a more um, you know, condensed uh, set of resources for those who are impacted. Wonderful. I'm going to move us along, so we'll give everybody who may be submitting their response a, a few more seconds to get those in there, and then I will lock this in. So thanks again for weighing in with some of those ideas on which resources will be the most useful during this time. So we've made it through part one of, of our time, and we're gonna, um, again, just take a moment to thank each one of you for all that you're doing at work and at home and in your communities to lead and to partner through all of this change. So now let's move into part two and talk about some updates and tasks that our team is working to continue really stewarding during this time. So last month we shared that instructor-led trainings for leaders and team members were available for sign up in Elm. You'll see on the screen a little striped marker and red impacted text there. Um, as some of those classes were rescheduled due to the COVID-19 restrictions. So our awesome talent development teams here at the Learning Institute has been working really hard to find other solutions uh, so that we can uphold as many classes as possible and we'll be testing out holding these classes virtually um, in April. So based on how instructor and participant feedback goes on the experience, um, we may consider continuing to offer these classes virtually, or we may consider other approaches. Um, so we'll keep you all informed, but please do know our instructors are personally communicating with the individuals who have signed up for these classes to share options and instructions with them. So just rest assured that the leaders and the team members who have signed up in your regions will be well informed. We recently shared that the web-based training modules were in their final stages, so I'm happy to share that those are um, self-paced modules that are now live in Elm for leaders and team members to work through. So these modules are relatively bite-sized, they're five or 10 minutes, um, and they can be assigned and taken when it's convenient, so they are self-paced. 
I'll post the pathway to locate these modules both in Teams and then it'll be in the appendix of this deck that I'll send out after the call as well. Um, but basically, if you search change management and the find learning section on the ELMS homepage, you'll see the options listed there. In our February newsletter, we uh, shared that we were going to resurvey some of our change partner network on your self-selected level of support. So you'll see a little marker here as well. We're going to pause on that at this time and just circle back later when we're um, hopefully a bit closer to a, a business as usual state. As we move into second quarter and beyond, um, our team's really going to work on some heat mapping of high impact initiatives that are happening so that we can best determine how to provide support to the areas who are already undergoing immense change on top of navigating COVID-19. So we'll be leveraging existing local project management trackers as well as um, like the Promise Dashboard, organizational strategic initiatives that we already know about, um, design and construction initiatives that we know about, high impact technology changes, um, things like that. So we're going to continue working on that and then shifting our lens to see those who are um, who are impacted in, in multiple ways through the pandemic as well. We are going to pause on our plans to equip additional change partners to be able to facilitate role-based trainings locally, just again due to the in-person restrictions from COVID-19. When we're able to, we're, we're going to continue working closely with corporate communications, again, to kind of repackage and refresh a first string set of resources that will be the most useful for those impacted by the pandemic. So thanks again for just weighing in on that moments ago. And we'll be continuing to strengthen the integration of project management and change management, really particularly with those areas who have a strong project management capability already and are a solid part of our change partner network. That'll help us test some of those me measurements that we introduced in our last webinar and see which measurements are really the most sticky and then uh, really making an effort as well to start incorporating greater usage of data analytics. So as our team attempts to keep a level of business continuity during this time, we'd really like to, to also share some key ways we're keeping at top of mind to grow our organizational change capability. So as we've discussed before, this work is a journey. It is a marathon and not a sprint. Um, there are some fundamental elements we're building on in 2020 that are, are forcing us to crawl before we walk and walk before we run. Um, but we'll share some things that we're learning from other organizations that have really reinforced this is the right approach, especially for large matrix organizations. Um, so starting in late December and early January for team members um, and, and leaders, we introduced this new ADCAR model and this change management as a philosophy to IU Health. And we offered several different modalities to build awareness and desire, articles, podcasts, toolkits, um, in-person trainings, and now web-based training options. So from there, uh, we began work and our are really continuing work in much of 2020 to expand our role-based approaches um, and role-based development. So providing these resources that are specially designed for executives, mid-level leaders, team members, we can build on the knowledge and ability needed and also be able to share some success stories of how some of our early adopters are really successfully applying change management. 
a big priority is also to build this network's capabilities as you know our partners and our champions of change serving in different levels of support depending on your roles. And as I mentioned in the previous slide, ultimately we're really striving to integrate change management into some of our standard project management plans and improvement initiatives. So this will allow us to increase that percentage of projects that are applying a, a standard approach to change across the system. The great news is new research has um, been shared from ProSci and they've studied 10 different industries who are further along in their change management journeys than we are. And what's been uncovered is that many of our key considerations are aligned with the practices that other industries have taken um, when they were growing their organizational change capabilities and are continuing to do so. So ProSci has been studying, again, these 10 different companies um, and they've also partnered with ProSci to uh, bring in their change management methods. You can see one of these groups is a healthcare um, system, a hospital system with over 24,000 employees. Um, but a, a, of these 10 groups, are, there's a you know, different diverse mix of industries, differences in revenues and sizes, uh, differences in the challenges they face with change management, um, so these 10 industries have been sh really sharing how they're weaving change management into the fabric of their organizations. So what ProSci uncovered is that although the industries are very different, there were six universal themes that have surfaced in their research. And the industries may apply the themes really differently to suit their business needs, but these six tactics were the most evident in their research. And what was really exciting for our team was to see that even unintentionally, in some cases, um, we were able to accomplish a, a few of these tactics and are keeping them all at top of mind and, and priorities for our big picture. So number one, align with your culture. Number two, deploy on key initiatives. Um, we piloted with five key initiatives last year for six months building a change network. So we began building this network in 2018 and are continuing to build it more than ever in 2020. Four, going where the energy is. Five, integrating with existing competencies, which I mentioned as a, already several times, that's a big focus area for us. And six, treating change management like a change, um, which has been a rewarding challenge for our project team to keep coming back to considering how we are building awareness and desire, knowledgeability and reinforcement. So we are going to unpack these tactics um, eventually over time together, but the first one being aligning with your culture is something I don't wanna quite gloss over yet. So you can see here on the screen, there are short blurbs from three industries that ProSci zoomed in on as it relates to aligning with your culture. So the quote at the bottom of the screen from the hospital system is one I think we can identify with here at IU Health. So it says, our organization is a value-based culture where we sincerely care about the impact our actions have on one another. The AgCar model gave us a structured way to pay attention to the softer side of change and to exercise compassion during change in a repeatable way. What's great about this study is that we're able to see how the application of change management when it's scaled to the enterprise-wide level varies depending on what values the company holds most important to their culture. So there are short examples of how change management is positioned differently when the culture is maybe process-oriented or it's still evolving or it's 
focused on cost and the hospital system in this case is mission-driven and values-based. Um, so they're people-focused and they position their change management by inviting collaboration, communicating consistently, respectfully, and connecting to their organizational philosophy. So when we think about IU Health as an organization driven by our promise, our vision, and our values, um, we're asking how can we best position change management to be a key piece of the puzzle in the IU Health way. So we, um, as an organization, started asking our leaders and team members to begin leading with our values excellence, compassion, purpose, and team. And further this year, we'll be drilling down on the everyday actions that support these values. So that's why you'll see in our tools and our trainings and our online modules where we're making the connection to our values and soon to, to be um, further and you know, rolled out our everyday actions to really demonstrate how the people side of change management truly supports our IU Health way in delivering on our promise. I heard many of our pilot sites last year tell us how evident it was that effective change management supports all four values in different ways at different times. I wish we could stay here on this topic for an entire webinar, but we can't. Um, I just didn't want to move on too quickly from this first tactic of aligning with our culture since research shows it's a key for organizations, especially early in their change management journey to really be intentional about um, so our team is doing just that. So now I'd like to shift gears uh, to part three of our time together and introduce a change partner who has been an early adopter and has taken great initiative in incorporating change management into her day-to-day -day work. Many of you have reached out and shared that there is so much change management that can be incorporated. Uh, sometimes it feels overwhelming to know how to scale it. Um, and I've also heard from, from some change partners that you're, you're really energized after the three-day program, but then when it comes to that day-to-day -day grind, when it hits on Monday, it's challenging sometimes to remember how to operationalize some of what you've learned. So Kristen Neal is with us today. Uh, she completed her three-day change partner program in December 2018, and uh, she recently saw a window of opportunity to incorporate change management into a project. So she's going to share a little bit more with us today about how she applied change management concepts to this initiative um, that she was asked to help support. So Kristen, welcome. Um, would you go ahead and share a little bit more with us about yourself and about your background with IU Health? Sure, absolutely. Thank you, Leah. Um, I'm so glad to be here and to have the opportunity to share my most recent journey with change management um, with the client group that I support. So I've been with IU Health just over three and a half years and have served in different roles within human resources. So I was first exposed to change management during my time as an HR consultant with Riley, specifically when I had the opportunity to offer a change management lens to the lean value stream I was a part of. Later on, um, I had the opportunity to join the ERP program's organizational change management team in which I focused solely on applying change management concepts throughout my daily duties. Most recently, I knew my passion was HR consulting, so I did step back into an HR consultant role with the system services team and have had the opportunity to blend my change management and HR experience together to support a portion of uh, revenue cycle services or RCS for short. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that background with us, Kristen. So we're going to stay on this screen here for a second, but um, 
tell us a little bit about the aha moment that you had when you recognized that there was an initiative that could be a good fit for applying change management. Absolutely. So when I first started supporting, again, a portion of Revenue Cycle Services, or RCS for short, I was advised that they would be undergoing a lot of meaningful change, more specifically a technology change that would have impact on the way that work is done in the future state for some folks. And as many of us know, the ERP program has a fully dedicated change management team to support their large-scale transformation that they're taking on. So I was able to connect the dots that the change RCS will undergo has some similarities to the changes of the ERP program. So for me, once I had the aha moment that this initiative should have some change management concepts applied, I was actually able to begin crafting a proposed plan to best support RCS throughout their journey with change. Awesome. So when it came to this change, tell us how did you decide where to start? Um, how did you decide exactly how to start and where? Sure, absolutely. <clears throat> so, you know, there's definitely no doubt that IU Health and ProSci offer a ton of great change management resources. However, it, it may seem overwhelming if you're unsure where to start. So, for me, one of my mentors has always shared with me, um, work backwards so you know what you're striving for and everything else can then kind of fall into place. So when I first started this plan, I did just that. Um, I worked backwards. So specifically, I knew that as an outcome, I wanted the team members to have ample and effective communication and training so that they could operate without resistance in future state. And I also wanted leaders to have communication, tools and resources necessary to help drive and navigate the change in future state. Great. I think that's really good advice from your mentor, having the end in mind and working back from there. So you knew you wanted team members to have ample communication and training so that ideally they'd be able to operate um, without resistance in the future state. And then second, you really wanted leaders to have communication tools and some other resources necessary to help, you know, them kind of drive this change into the future state. So tell us what came next. Sure. So once I had that conceptual idea for what an ideal future state would look like, I then began drafting a shell of a project plan. So um, I definitely know this approach may not work best for everybody. However, it is the approach that I found best to fit my style. So for instance, for me, I love Excel and naturally my brain works best if I start very high level with a list or a project plan of some sort and then dive into it at a, a more granular level. So um, by having this project plan, it really helped me to think through a framework I knew would be necessary in managing this change well. I was able to go back through those big picture light items on the project plan that I had drafted and then start to identify resources that would best fit this group. As I was taking a deeper dive into pulling those resources based on the project plan, one thing um, I had learned was we may not have a resource for everything, and that's okay. So I did my best to pull resources where I could, but I was able to also have some creativity as well. So for example, um, I won't go line by line, but the the slide that's on the screen is really just intended to show this is just where I started, very high level, step-by-step, -step, kind of what I wanted to dive into. But for example, um, you may be able to see this on the screen, but 
um, I had recommended that we complete like a change impact analysis of some sort. And after looking through some ProSci resources a little bit, I noticed that there really wasn't anything that quite met the needs of what I was looking for. So while ProSci may not necessarily offer that resource that best fit the need for RCS, I was able to get creative a little bit and think through a method to capture the impact and detail of the change by role. I like that point that you made. Not all of our brains necessarily work in spreadsheets, but whatever your tool of choice may be, I think your suggestion of kind of starting with this rough framework of a project plan with these key milestones, it allowed you to both kind of envision that big picture, but then also circle back and dig into the weeds where you could, fill in gaps where you could, um, but then maybe also identify where you couldn't fill gaps yet and just keep moving forward wherever you could. Um, so once you have this kind of rough idea of where change management could potentially fit in, how did you decide which components to scale down so it would be a bit of a more manageable scope? Yeah, no, great question. So the change management page on the team member portal has the resources laid out in a fashion that guides you to helpful documents dependent on which phase you're working through. So for instance, what's on the screen, preparing for change, managing change, and reinforcing the change. So once I had that initial shell of a project plan, as I mentioned earlier, I began to sift through those resources and modeled a PowerPoint based on, you know, the main three buckets, managing, preparing, reinforcing. I really leaned on the resources within the team, team member portal quite a bit. I did venture into my personal toolkit and ProSci toolkit here and there, but I will point out this aha moment with you all. Um, when I had first drafted the plan, I bounced it to my leader, Julie Smith, and she brought up a really great point, and that was we want to ensure we're identifying resources that the leaders would have access to. So based on Julie's insight, I uh, went back through the plan with that new lens on it, and I was actually, I took another stab at it, and I was actually able to identify that really just about everything I needed was on the portal, other than that change impact analysis I noted on the slide earlier, in which I used a little bit of creativity on. So with that being said, it's great that we have an abundance of resources at our disposal because we want the leaders to be empowered to manage the change. And it's super helpful when they also have those resources readily available to them. And um, you know, once I had that framework for what I wanted to propose to RCS leadership, I also at that point then connected with Leah and she provided a lot of great insight as well and pointed me to um, you know, additional resources and ideas for me to think about and consider as well. Yeah, I mean, when you walked me through a draft of your strategy, that was one thing that really stood out to me. You chose to focus on areas that you knew leaders and team members would have resources at their disposal. Um, we have so many great resources in that ProSide portal for us as, as change practitioners or change partners. But for most of us, change management's not our full-time job, right? So I think focusing on the layout of the team portal also took some of the weight off of you, Kristen, from being the one who potentially would have all of the tasks assigned to you. And instead you were able to really empower the leaders who are involved in this initiative with the tools that they would need to carry out some of the change management tasks as well. So once you had some ideas, you drafted a plan, you put some key items in PowerPoint, um, who did you present to with this PowerPoint and how did it go? Sure. Yep. So I knew that I needed to have the buy-in and support from RCS leadership prior to rolling out change management. So after I developed a proposed 
plan in the form of a PowerPoint. I presented it to one of the executive directors in RCS that I support, and he's the one who's really um, involved in sponsoring the change. So from there, his reaction was incredibly positive and immediately recognized the importance for managing change well. Um, he then proposed that to the VP, which her response was basically the same, um, very positive and uh, definitely saw the value. Awesome. So from there, what were your next steps? Yeah, so we had great momentum with rolling out change management to this portion of RCS. However, due to COVID-19, our efforts have been halted for the time being. So, um, but I will share with you in early to mid-March, Leah and I actually had an hour on the calendar to conduct a change management training for um, some of the RCS leadership groups. And that consisted uh, or would have consisted of approximately 50 or so managers and above. Um, and really during that time, we were gonna provide an overview of what change management is, but also really emphasize the importance of their role as a leader in managing change. Um, also in partnership with RCS, we were beginning to have the discussion on establishing a team to help develop and begin uh, develop communications, begin driving awareness and, and desire. But although our initial timeline is set back until further notice due to COVID, um, you know, I'm still providing change management support in new and different ways as we all navigate through these times of uncertainty. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kristen. I really enjoyed kind of observing you at different points, realizing you may not have every answer that you needed, but you were able to, to keep moving to come to a plan that was really tailor-made and in a manageable scope. So, Kristen, thank you for sharing a look into these recent steps that you took to apply some concepts you've learned about and really be a champion of change to some that, that you're connected to. And I hope our change partners were able to glean some advice on some of the ways that you were able to, to take a newer group and a newer initiative um, and really dig in. So thanks again, Kristen. Absolutely, thank you so much, Leah, for all your support and thanks for having me. Great, so to, to wrap us up in our remaining um, moments together, wanna just put this last, uh, look at the, the slide I presented earlier with what's coming up next, just to, to keep it at top of mind um, for you as we conclude here. So again, we're going to be testing out some virtual platforms for our instructor-led trainings. We have web-based modules that are now available that I'll share out in Teams and email here shortly. And then our team is going to continue moving the needle on other work where it's appropriate for us to do so. Um, so moving forward into, to, again, our remaining moments together, um, I'm going to ask everyone to, to stay on mute, but if anyone does have a pressing question they'd like to pose, I ask you navigate over to our chat feature. Um, I believe the chat icon is a little speech bubble. And open up that chat. It should come to just me. Um, and if, if not here, then feel free to always use our change management inbox that our steering team shares or our, our team, um, our Microsoft team, to, to share things or to ask questions there as well. So I'll go ahead and pause here. Um, and see if any questions come through. Um, but for those who are, are ready to jump off or don't have any pressing questions, uh, one more thank you for your time this afternoon and looking forward to staying in touch with everyone virtually. Change management is an intentional approach to support people through change. It prepares, equips, and supports individuals through the changes to their jobs. 
If you'd like to stay connected on future episodes of Change Chats to hear about how teams are driving their change capabilities, be sure to like or follow our podcast on whichever platform you prefer, Apple, Spotify, or Anchor. See you next time.